I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Episode 120 of the Shock Jock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network, Sean St. Jacques back here with you for another week of Knicks and NBA Talk. Big show this week. Uh, This is the preview. The big, fat NBA preview. We're going to rank the teams in the East and the West to see where they're going to finish at the end of the regular season and I'm going to give my preseason finals and champion prediction as I always do every season on this show. I believe this is our third NBA preview extravaganza. We're going to go through every team, where they're going to finish, what it's going to look like, and we'll try to do it a little bit quicker than we've done it (laughs) in years past. We'll talk Knicks. We'll talk the Atlantic. We'll talk the East. And then we'll head out west and see what the heck's going to happen in that conference this season. Uh, First and foremost, just a programming note. um, Could have some big news for you guys next week. um, And I'm excited to potentially bring that news to you. So we'll hold off on that. We'll talk about that next week. Um, But first and foremost, thank you guys as always for listening week in and week out. I can never thank you guys enough. Um, And for the time being, let's jump in to this week's show. So we're going to start in the East. I don't want you guys, you know, I know this this is a Knicks podcast. So I don't want you guys jumping around, you know. I don't want you guys, you know, having to wait for a break and then go. If you're here for the Knicks, we're jumping into the Knicks first. And then we'll do the East and we'll do the West next 
half of the show. So we'll do the East, we'll take a break, we'll do the West. That's how the show is going to break down this week. Of course, there's been some good, you know, Knicks preseason performances, but we've got to get this preview win. You guys have been asking for it. You guys love it every single year. This is the time because the season tips off on the 19th. The Knicks tip off on the 20th against Boston. This is the show to get the preview in. So we're getting it done. So in the East, we're doing what we always do. We're starting from the bottom and we're going from 15 to 1 in each of the two conferences. Bottom of the East is probably as easy as it's been at least recently for me. I think the only the only issue I had was who was going to finish last. Um, and to be honest, I'm still not 100% sure with what I've got here, to be honest with you. But I'm going with the Pistons, who finished last in the East a season ago, had one of the worst records in the entire NBA. So I'm putting them in 15th. Um, the only other team I thought had a shot of finishing in that position was Cleveland. I have put Cleveland in 14th. I don't think there's much explanation that needs to go into this. I think those are probably going to be the bottom two teams. When you look at what's happened during the offseason in the East, with the teams that have improved, and to be fair, there's there's a you know two notables, I think you could argue, that have taken, actually maybe three, that have taken a pretty big step back, right? But the Cavs and the Pistons are really the only two you could really put, in my opinion, in this conversation for the bottom spot. Didn't do anything. They're still bad. It's going to be a process. You know, both of them, you know, with, with their draft picks, you could think, well, maybe it's coming. But especially especially Detroit. I just don't think Detroit, despite getting a good draft pick, I, I don't see it improving this season. So I've got them in last place. I, I think the Cavs will either be in, in last or in second to last. And really, it's also because of who else is in this conference. Um, the other team that took a big step back is the team I have in 13th, and that's the Wizards, obviously. The big reason I have the Wizards here is because I'm, I'm still not 100% sure how Bradley Beal's health is going to impact this season, whether it's in a positive way and he stays healthy and he's very good, as we've seen him in the past be one of the best scorers in recent seasons in the NBA statistically. I just worry about that hamstring. I worry about his his durability. For for a Wizards team that that has become extremely uh what's what's the right phrase? They've lost their depth, I think. Is probably the best way to put it. And they barely got into the playoffs last year. I think I think they take a bit of a step back this season and I have got them in 13th. And, and honestly, it's not just because it's not just because of the fact that you know that they lost Russell Westbrook. It's not that simple, in my opinion. It also comes down to the fact that other teams have improved. I, I think that needs to be taken into consideration here when going through this roster. I'm sorry, when going through uh, these rankings. Rosters have to be taken into account. Injuries have to be taken into account. And depth has to be taken into account. And I just don't see the Wizards getting anywhere near where they were last year, I think they're probably going to lose a lot of games. I really do. And Bradley Beal's health would, would scare the heck out of me if I'm a Wizards fan. I, I don't know what he's going to look like. You know, you could be very positive and say, well, he's, he's healthy, right? I, I don't know if the Wizards are much better than 13th, even if he's healthy. 
I think they can move up a couple of spots, but they're not going to get into the playoffs, even with a play-in being installed again for next season. So I, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. You know, it's one of those things where I, I look at the grand scheme of the East and I, I just don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not entirely sure what the Wizards are going to be able to do. You know, if Russell Westbrook was still in place here, I don't know, maybe they get into the playing conversation. You know what I mean? But he's, he's off in LA and we'll get to them later. But it's one of those things where I look around right now and I'm just not entirely sure when it comes to the Wizards. And I have them in 13th because of that. It's hard to put a lot of stock in what the Wiz kids are doing going into next season. It really is. It really is. It's a tough one to figure out with them. But I've got them in 13th. 12th place. Took a little bit of a risk here. Took a little bit of a risk. I've got the Raptors in 12th place. Still have some good players on this team. Van Fleet is still there. Siakam is still there. Goran Dragic has been added to the fray after the Kyle Lowry trade. It's going to be a pretty good team. I just don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think there's a big jump here from 12th to 13th. I think the I should say the Raptors could very well be in the play-in conversation. You know, I, I think 12 all the way up, you have potential playoff teams here in the East. I'm including the play-in, obviously, in that conversation. Remember, top 10 get into the, uh, well, top 8. Oh, let me reiterate here. The top 6 are in the playoffs. And then 7 through 10, you've got a play-in situation going on. So 9 verse 10, winner faces the loser of 7 verse 8. The winner of 7 verse 8's in as the seventh seed. Keep that in mind, right? Second year of the play-in, worth keeping in mind when going through these rankings. The Raptors will be in play-in contention, I think, this season. I don't know if they're going to get into the playoffs, but if you're into the play-in, you've got a shot. You know, even if you're the 10th seed, you win two games, you're into the playoffs. So that is worth keeping in mind when going through a anyone's preview, anyone's rankings, and your own rankings. Top 10 have a shot. So I think the Raptors, I have them missing out, but I think they could be in the conversation 100%. Similarly with who I have at 11. I think the Magic are going to take a pretty big step forward potentially this season. I don't think they're going to get into the play-in. I have them in 11th. I Honestly, I went back and forth on the Raptors and the Magic in this conversation. I really did. I really did. And honestly... I'll even I'll even throw in the caveat. I think nine through twelve is is frankly very much up for debate, very interchangeable. I think the top eight are pretty set in the East. It just depends on the order you have them. But I think a nine through twelve. I mean, a lot of factors have to go into account when looking through that section of the East, that tier of the Eastern Conference. So I've got the Raptors in twelfth. I've got the Magic just missing out on the play-in. In 11th, I've already loved what I've seen in the early parts of the preseason out of Jalen Suggs. I think he's going to be marvelous for the Magic. And I love what else they've done with the roster, slowly but surely potentially building a contender in the years to come in Orlando. We'll see if it works out. I, I, I just love 
Jalen Suggs. And I, I love what they did with this draft. I love what they've done with the roster. Again, preseason, I, I you know, one and three, I, I try to disregard that to a certain extent, right? Because the Timberwolves went, are, you know, are three and zero and all this stuff. But listen, it's not just uh, it's not just Jalen Suggs. You've got Wendell Carter Jr., Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba on this team. Markel Fultz, who's trying to get back to to a solid play, dealing with injuries, obviously. We'll see what R.J. Hampton brings to the table. But Jonathan Isaac, Gary Harris, Robin Lopez being added to that roster as well. And you've obviously got Franz Wagner being drafted as well, along with his brother also being on the roster. So, And Terrence Ross, can't forget about him. And you got a veteran on the roster in Etuan Moore at 32 years of age that can be a part of that leadership group with Robin Lopez, who just was in the playoffs a season ago with the Wizards. So I like the, I like the magic, man. I, I, it's one of the first years in a while I've said that. I don't think they're going to get into the play-in, but I think they're going to take a huge step forward and be in the mix this season. I really think so. I've got them down for 11th. That's where I've got them down. Play-in spots. And again, 9 through 12 was probably my trickiest, my, where my trickiest decisions in the East came. I wasn't, there was a couple of teams I was going back and forth on. This was one of them. Um, I've got the Hornets in 10th. I, man, the way that their season ended, the way they went out in the play-in game um, has stuck with me during this offseason. They looked really bad towards the end of the season. And they will have had a lot of growing up to do during this offseason. They looked, they honestly looked like they gave up. You know what I mean? They looked like they gave up at the end of the season, uh, Charlotte. And to be fair, listen, Indiana put them to the sword. And we will get to the Pacers in a second here. But I, I was disappointed with the way the Hornets went out. I, they didn't show a lot of heart. They didn't show a lot of fight. Um, I think they're still going to be in that mix. Um, and by the way, this is where they finished last season. I think they could get there again. I've got them in that spot. But... To be fair, the Raptors and the Magic, I, I could see either one of those two teams potentially pipping them to that spot. And I, I, I spent a lot of time <laughs> looking and mulling over this one because I, I don't know how much I trust Charlotte, but LaMelo Ball makes me think that they could get back there again. I, I just will have to wait and see. But he's the reason I've got them in 10th, LaMelo Ball specifically. It's, it's a guard league. It's a star league. He's checking off both of those boxes more and more each game he plays. So I'm excited to see what happens with these positions. But for now, I'm sticking with Charlotte to finish exactly where they finished a season to go and probably not win in the play-in round, most likely. I've got the Pacers exactly where they finished last season. I just realized this, by the way, as I'm looking through my list again because the Pacers obviously played the Hornets. Um, I've got the Pacers in ninth. Um, I was very, very, uh, what's the right word? I will say this. I was, I initially, I thought, man, Pacers might finish in the top eight, you know, maybe, maybe seventh. 
And then I had forgotten a couple of teams, and those teams are coming up. But I've got the Pacers in ninth. I, I they're a good team. They're a good team. They they're a team that's gonna that could give teams problems in the playoffs. But we said that last year, and despite them absolutely pulverizing the Hornets, they didn't really do well against Washington in a chance to you know get into the playoffs and possibly give Philly more more trouble than Washington ended up giving them. You know what I mean? But the issue with Indiana is that they don't make enough threes when they need to. You know, they rely a little too much on the three for my liking. And listen, DeMontis Sabonis is one of the best bigs in the game. I think he's starting to really shine for this Indiana team. But I don't, th- I don't think Indiana is much better than ninth if they are better than ninth. That's kind of what I, my, my thought process was. Uh, I don't think they're worse than ninth. I think they're better than the Hornets. I think they're much better than the Magic. They're definitely further along at the moment, at least, than the Wizards and the Raptors, I think. But I just because they're a complete team, they're a complete team in the fact that a lot of guys can get involved and, and make things happen. They have a lot of options, is the better way of putting it. I just don't see them making a lot of noise in the play-in round. So I've got them in ninth, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, most likely. I think the teams I'm about to mention will be in the top eight. I think they'll get in through the play-in round. And in eighth, I've got the Bulls. I, I was hesitant to put the Bulls here. I think they could finish higher this season. Um, I'm, this is a bit of a conservative one. I, I was thinking of putting them in sixth, to be honest with you. I, I had a really hard thought about putting the Bulls in the sixth spot and having them get out of the uh, that play-in conversation. But I'm going to put them in eighth and feel pretty good about it. I think that's roughly where they're going to finish. They could finish seventh. I, honestly, there is a chance they could finish sixth. I, I had a hard think about it, but I, I, I've got to see it. I've got to see it. i got to see how the new roster looks. i got to see how the new pieces mesh. You know what I mean? I, listen, I'm excited about the Bulls. I, I think they're going to be good. They've looked good in the preseason um, for what that's worth. Obviously, they've beaten the, the Cavs twice, and they beat the Pelicans, who we'll get to in a few minutes. But I, I just like the way the roster's been put together. Love the coach as well. I think this. I think Billy Donovan's picked a really good team for him to work with here. And listen, I, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso being added to the mix. You've already got Zach Levine in place with Kobe White. I, I really, I'm excited. I'm excited. And then the big piece of DeMar DeRozan, of course. So I think with Levine, DeRozan, Ball, Caruso, and then the youngsters being meshed in, I've got the Bulls in eighth. I think that's a solid place to put them. Um, I Again, I thought about getting a little risky, putting them in sixth. But I tried to I tried to manage the expectations of Chicago, uh, and I so I've put them in eighth because of that basically. Seventh, and I believe this is where they finished a season ago. I've got the Boston Celtics, uh, new coach obviously, um, which made me hesitant <laughs> to put them uh, here. To be honest, I thought I thought about putting them in eighth, uh, possibly even ninth. To be honest with you, but I've let them in, I've left them in seventh. Basically because of Jalen Brown and Tayson Tatum. Uh, oh my God, that was terribly pronounced. Because of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, because I can't say it the other way, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Tatum and Brown a lot. 
they carried them, you know, last season. It's going to be tough. Listen, with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker both going to the Knicks, a team that was, you could argue, already further along, at least based on last year's results in the Knicks, they're now even further along, I think, than Boston is, and they took two of their pieces to do it. And the Celtics didn't really address that during the offseason. Now that Brad Stevens has moved up in the Celtics organization, and uh, is it Ime Udoka is now the head coach, I just don't see Boston improving a ton. I, I, I If anything, they're going to go backwards, but I... I this is basically a I trust the stars of the Celtics situation. You know what I mean? And I think that despite Brad Stevens moving up, I think Ime Udoka is going to be able to keep them where they were last season, get them into the playoffs. I think they'll win their way out of a play-in situation. And I think they're going to get in, but I think they'll probably lose to the one or the two seed, whoever they end up facing. And I'll, I'll get to that, obviously, in a few minutes here. Um... I really, I, again, I, I when I do predictions, I always have like, well, they could finish here. And then I try to like go in the middle and be like, but where are they likely going to finish? Like what, what's more likely? You know, the Celtics finish ninth or they probably stay right around where they are. And I think that that's probably what's going to happen. I think they're probably going to stay in seventh. They're probably going to get into the playoffs and then they're probably going to lose in the first round like they did last year. And we'll see who they end up facing. But that's where I've got them at the moment in sixth just getting out of the play-in round i've got the miami heat right where they finished a season ago i i i was actually really thinking about putting the bulls here i really was thinking about putting them here i i briefly thought about putting the celtics here but then i was like nah if anyone's gonna do it it's probably gonna be the bulls out of those two I just don't know what I'm what I'm expecting out of Miami this year. I, I'm not entirely sure how they're going to look. They should be motivated as all get out to prove some of the doubters wrong, but I thought that was how they were going to play in the playoffs last year, and man, Milwaukee waxed them. My goodness. Milwaukee, who who lost to the Heat pretty embarrassingly in the bubble, absolutely took it to Miami in the four games they played last season. So the the end of the Miami Heat season has stuck with me quite a bit. Uh, they've re-signed a lot of their guys. It's going to be a similar team. Obviously, they're hoping the addition of Kyle Lowry is going to be the difference. And honestly, that addition for me keeps them ahead of the Celtics and the Bulls. But I got to see what he, what he looks like as part of this team. And I'm a little worried. If I'm a Miami Heat fan, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to get this season. So I've got them in sixth for that reason. They could finish higher, to be honest with you. I think the Heat have the potential to... to really, they could finish fourth, I think, Miami. I really do. I think they could be that good. But which Miami are we going to see? I'm not entirely sure. At five, I've got the Knicks. I think the Knicks are going to finish fifth in the regular season. And the reason for that, and, and to be honest, I I thought about putting the Heat, uh, the, the Knicks fourth as well, I should say, here. I, I don't think the next three teams, I don't think you're going to finish, you know, the Heat, the Knicks, and the team I have next, you'd probably guess who it is. I don't think they're top three caliber. I don't. Um, fourth is probably the best they're going to do. However, I think the Knicks are going to be right there 
I, they finished fourth last season. They've improved their team. I, I just think that with the team ahead of them being still very good, and we'll see how they do during the regular season, and I might as well just say it. I've got the Hawks in fourth. I, it's going to probably be between the Knicks and the Hawks again, four and five, with possibly the Heat finding their way into, into that mix. And listen, the Heat have improved. The Knicks have improved. You can argue that the, the Hawks of those three improved the least, but I think because they have such a young group, I think they're going to get better together. That's why I've got the Hawks conservatively in fourth. I, I feel like they 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 deserve that respect for the way they got to this to the Eastern Conference Finals last season, and, and we'll see how they do in the regular season. There were times under Nate McMillan, even during the regular season, specifically on the road, where the Hawks did not look very good, but they're still a very good team, and they're going to get better. They've got that core in place, and they re-signed Capella. They re uh, they extended Trey Young. They extended John Collins. It's going to be a good team. So. Got him in fourth for right now. Uh, that's subject to change. Again, fourth through six is similar to nine through 12. I kind of went back and forth. I, I thought about the Knicks in fourth. I thought about the Bulls in fourth. I thought about the Hawks in sixth, to be honest with you, because of the heat. But I've got I've got it heat six, Knicks five, Hawks four. Uh, I'm playing a little conservative here because uh, I'm not sure what the heat are going to look like. I think the Knicks will improve drastically. I'm just curious how it's going to, you know, the Knicks are going to have a little bit more of a target on their back, I think, because now they're they're going to be expected to be really good. So I think that's part of it. But also the Hawks are really damn good. And I think they'll have a chip on their shoulder thinking, well, if we, if we played a little bit better, we could have been in the finals last season. So I think that that energy will be with them as they continue to go with their core moving forward as well. So that's what I've got. I've got it. I've got it. Heat six, Knicks five. And for the moment, Hawks fourth. So let me know what you think on uh, on Twitter at SJ7 or postingandtoasting.com, Shock Shock Knicks podcast logo in the comments beneath the post. Top three. This was actually really easy for me um, to, to manage. I don't trust what's happening with Kyrie. It's getting worse and worse by the day. So I've not factored Kyrie into my decisions here. As far as I'm concerned, he's not with the team right now. Could he be at some point this season? Yes, I thought about that. I still think the Nets will finish in third place at the end of the regular season. And honestly, I don't think any Brooklyn fans are going to lose any sleep over that. As long as the Nets don't finish in fifth, they're going to be fine. They really are going to be fine. It's just going to come back down to, is this team going to be committed as an entirety, you know, in its entirety, going into the postseason? That's what it's going to come down to. The Nets are going to win 50-something games. They're going to get into the playoffs. They're going to get a home playoff series for maybe one or two rounds. And then we will really see, you know, are they going to be healthy? And then are they going to be committed to the cause? The, the story of the Nets season is not going to be written until we get to the postseason, just like last year. That's what happens with super teams. That's how it goes down. So we wait. I've got them in third. I think the two teams above them will have better regular seasons. And then we'll see how they match up in the postseason. That's all I've got for you on that. I've got the Sixers second in the East. Uh, Ben Simmons is apparently going to play for the Sixers. God help them. And honestly, I don't think it's going to impact them one way or another in the regular season as long as Embiid is relatively healthy and Tobias Harris continues to produce the way he's produced. 
they will win probably close to 60 games, 55, 60 games, something around there. And they'll probably get the two seed. And then again, we will await to see what happens in the playoffs and whether or not the process will take a step forward or whether we are going to have another conversation over when this thing's breaking up, basically. And this is another big season for Doc Rivers. He's got to figure this out, man. He has got to figure this out. We'll see how it goes. Pretty simple for me. I've got the Sixers in second. Easy pick for me at number one. I'm going with the champs. I think the Bucks will get the number one overall seed in the East. I don't know if they'll get the top seed overall, um, but they're my pick right now. I, I Honestly... If you're not picking the Bucs, you're going to have to put a really good explanation together right now because the Sixers are dysfunctional, the Nets are dysfunctional, and the Hawks, Knicks, or Heat are not on their level. Not right now. So if you're picking anybody else besides the Bucs, you better have a good explanation ready, my friends. I better hear a really good, detailed, and thorough explanation that's got some sense to it because... How can you put anybody else there right now and feel confident? Unless you're being a contrarian. And fair enough, have fun with that. But how can you not put the Bucks first? No other team is giving you inclination that they're going to take down the Bucks in the regular season. Now, in a seven-game series, I think the Sixers could beat them. I think the Nets could beat them. And honestly, I do think the Heat, the Hawks, and the Knicks have a shot. I really do. But right now, for, for, for 82 games, no one's getting more wins than the Bucs. I don't see that happening right now. Unless a big injury happens, I got the Bucs in first. I'm feeling pretty good about it, to be honest with you. That's what we've got in the East. Again, let me know what you think in the comments below on the Posting and Toasting podcast page under Shock Shock Nick's podcast logo or on Twitter at SJ7, best place to hit me up with your thoughts on the Knicks and the NBA, as many of you do week in and week out. We'll take a break. The West is next. Who's finishing the, in first? Who's making the playoffs? And who's missing out? Going to be an interesting conversation. Coming up next on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's go out west for our Western Conference standings for this upcoming season. 
this is always the tougher part for me of the two rankings. I, the West is so tough to figure out. I think I changed positioning on six different teams multiple times when putting this together. I'm not confident. I'm going to lead with that. I have no idea what's going to happen in the West. I mean, who saw Phoenix and Utah doing what they did a season ago, right? And then the Lakers just not figuring it out with injuries. The Clippers fading towards the end and almost having like the Lakers having to be in the play-in round. The Warriors not getting into the playoffs through the play-in round. A lot happened last year, and a lot has to be taken into account when looking at this year's West. I made a lot of tough decisions even at the bottom here. I, I thought about going with a couple of different teams. I think I'm actually going to switch just by looking at it again here, if I'm being honest with you. I I, I just looked at my 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 list again. I'm making a change. I'm making a change. Um, I'm changing out my bottom team. I originally had OKC. I'm going to put the Timberwolves last. I'm going to be totally transparent with you. I They're so dysfunctional. And I forgot about that, I think, when I put this together. They're going to finish last. If not, they'll finish second to last. The Timberwolves stink. Their front office is in a shambles. That, that's basically all I got. And, and, I, and I feel like they should be last because of that. Um, OKC's not good. I don't know how they're going to figure it out this year. I, again, I think they had some hope early in the season a, a year ago. But I don't see them winning a ton of games. Honestly, either of the bottom four that I've got for you here could finish somewhere in the bottom four other than where they already are. But they're not going to finish above 12th, basically, is my thought on the bottom four. I'm going to be quick again. 13th, I've got San Antonio. Um, A lot of the teams above them should be better than them. You know, with the departure of DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay. But I'm I'm hesitant because the teams I have ahead of them and there's you know three in particular that I worry about here, but they should be better than the Spurs. That's the, the caveat I'm putting in here. And I, I think the Spurs have lost too much to be in a playoff or play-in conversation. That's kind of my thought on them going into this season. I think it's going to be a rare year where Pop's team is not even in contention. I can't even remember the last time I even said that about a San Antonio Spurs team. Probably never in my lifetime, to be honest with you. Um, going back to the mid-90s. So I think that putting them in 13th makes some sense here. Um, And I've got the Rockets in 12th basically because of John Wall. And again, there's a big caveat there that he could get hurt again. They might move him. I I don't know. But as it currently stands, I think the Rockets will finish in 12th or or if not 13th. Um, Maybe, I mean, listen, if OKC goes nuts for, for half the season, Maybe they finish 14th, but they're not going to finish last. And I think if I'll say this, right? Because this is tough. Like any of these four teams could finish between 12th and 15th pretty much, right? I, I just, they're not good. But I think if, the, if Houston can figure it out with John Wall, they can stay healthy. They still have Eric Gordon on this roster as well. There's other pieces there. That's what I'm banking on with this pick. Now, if they, if they blow it up, I have a right to, you know, like, all right, you know, give me a little bit of, break, of a break there. You know, that kind of a thing. So that's, what, that's my reasoning. That's my reasoning at the moment for putting them there. They might be in a play-in race if they stay together. I just don't know what's going to happen with that roster. That organization's also a little wacky. So 
We'll wait and see on Houston, but right now, I, I, to be fair, I thought about putting them second to last, but I've got them in 12th because of the potential of the roster staying together and maybe even being improved and being in a play-in race. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's again, just trying to, trying to keep as many factors in play here as possible when making these selections. In 11th, I've got the Sacramento Kings. They should be in a play-in race this year. They should be in the mix to get into the play-in round. I think they'll just miss out. I, I love some of the players on this team. There's a good future here. I just it, It's just really a matter of time of when they're going to break into the play-in round. But in the West, it's, it's extremely tough. It's extremely tough. It really is difficult. So I, I think they're going to be in the mix. I think they're going to be right there. But I, I think the team that's above them will just about get the job done. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. Now, to be fair, the team I have in 10th has got a lot of pressure on them. And pressure can make diamonds or pressure can flatten a team. I don't know how the New Orleans Pelicans are going to respond But my thought is, listen, the Spurs aren't good. OKC and Minnesota shouldn't be good either. I don't know what you're going to get out of the Rockets. And the Pelicans should be able to muscle their way past the Kings. If the Pelicans don't make the play-in, I don't know where they go from here. It's right there for the taking. The Pelicans should finish in the top 10. It's going to come down to whether they actually can go out there and do it. The Pelicans, I, I, I mean, they've underachieved. I think that's fair to say. I'll be honest. If they still had Jeff Van Gundy, I'd feel a lot more confident. I really would. I really would feel a ton more confident about the state of the Pelicans if they had just held on to their coach. But now, I don't know what to do. I really don't. I'm not entirely sure what this Pelicans team is going to look like if I'm being totally honest with you. And I'm putting them in 10th in because they should be there. They're good enough to be there. Whether or not they're going to get there, it, is, it really is up for a huge debate. And frankly, I'm not confident putting them here. I'm putting them there because with, what, with the roster, with Hart and Graham and Ingram, and Zion, and Valanchunas, and others on this team being put together, they should get there. They should get there. But when you look at the coaching change, you know what I mean? That's where I come back to. Another year would stand, I think they get there. And they might even get there relatively comfortably. But the fact that they've moved on to to Willie Green, I'm not sure. I'm really not entirely sure what they're going to look like. So I, that's that's my that's my thought. That's the thought I have on it. You know what I mean? Let me know what you think. I'm curious to see what you think, but. I'm going to go with New Orleans 10th hesitantly and we'll see what happens from there. 
the rest of the way, the, these were tough choices, but not as tough as the one I, I just made, I would think, in my in my eyes here. In ninth, I've got Memphis. Um, I think they could finish eighth, but I, I think they're probably going to finish ninth and be where they were a season ago. But they could easily get into the playoffs again. Memphis is dangerous. John Morant, Dylan Brooks and company, Grayson Allen, they've got a really good core. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. There have been a few little minor tweaks to the roster, but the core is there, and I think as long as they're there, they're going to definitely get into the play-in. It's just going to be whether or not they get out like they did last year and get into the playoffs. And, and listen, they gave Utah a little bit of trouble, but remember, they, they faced a very wounded Golden State that's going to look a lot different this season and took advantage of it, give them credit, but for a while there at the end, I, I wasn't too sure they were going to get through it. But they, they matured, they figured it out, they advanced. And now we await to see how they're going to look this season. So I, I put Memphis in ninth, feel pretty good about it. I think the highest they'll finish is eighth. And we'll see. And we will see from there. In eighth, because this man has not been moved, I've got the fighting Damian Lillard's. And the Portland Trailblazers. I, I think as long as Lillard's there and McCollum is there and they've got a decent enough core around them and I think they, or I should say decent enough role players around them, I think they do. They're going to be in the playoffs. I, I think they're going to finish eighth. They'll have to fight for it, but I think they'll probably get in as long as Lillard is there. Now, the issue with them is similar with Golden State. They're a few injuries away from making things a lot more difficult, but I think they'll definitely get into the play-in and then we'll, we'll see how they deal with it. That's, that's where I'm at. You know, and, and, and I would pick Lillard ahead of Morant for obvious reasons, you know, as far as who can win you a game. So I would, that's why I've got the Blazers ahead of Memphis. I think the Blazers would go into the, to the play-in. I should say to the playoffs through the play-in is what I meant to say. So pretty quick, but I, I've got the Blazers in eighth. Last play-in team in the West. I went, I got, I was between two teams here. I went with the Mavericks. In seventh, I, I I don't know about Dallas. I don't quite know right now with the Mavericks. There's something about them in the postseason. They, they, they just don't seem to finish well in series. Now, again, let's be totally fair here. In the Luka era, they have not gotten out of the first round, but they've had to play two really good versions of the LA Clippers. So let's keep that in mind. However... Um, I, I just, I, the struck, the way they put the team together, I just don't know if it can succeed in the postseason. Obviously, Luca's magic. KP, I don't know. I, I, I have, I have a feeling we might be asking more and more questions about KP's future in Dallas if it doesn't work out this year. You know, who's that star that can go in there and partner alongside Luca? Someone's got to do it. Is KP that guy? I'm not entirely sure. I, this year, I think, will tell us a lot on that front. But I've got them in seventh. I think they will be fine. I think they'll they'll get in. But I think they'll have to do it through the play-in round. And then they will face somebody who I've got towards the top. We'll, we'll wait for that. Sixth. I thought about putting him in seventh. But I think with Clay Thompson healthy... I think Golden State will will dodge the play-in round this year. I don't quite know how it's going to look yet with Golden State. 
know, Andrew Wiggins is on board. I can feel confident about that. He'll be able to make a contribution right away, unlike Kyrie right now, it looks like with with Brooklyn, just being, you know, saying asinine things and doing ridiculous things publicly as far as the vaccine is concerned. Um, but I, I think when you look at Golden State, if Clay's there, they're a different animal, man. They're a different animal. And let's be frank, if Clay Thompson was playing in that game against Memphis, the Grizzlies don't have a shot. They don't have a shot. They, they almost lost with Steph just being there, just chucking up shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and just a bunch of role players. With Clay and Draymond fully engaged and back in, the, the Warriors shouldn't have to worry about the play-in. And we'll see how they do in a potential first-round series. That's going to be really what it comes down to. Because the, the teams above them are all looking pretty good. So that, that's the issue with Golden State for a long playoff run. But we'll see how it looks. We will see how it looks. In the five spot, I've got the Clippers. I've got the Clippers in the five spot. I, I don't know how committed they're going to be in the regular season. And again, they've been dealing with some injury problems as well. And to be fair, they've looked good at times without some of those players. But in the West, it is so tough to keep up that intensity when you're not at full strength, unless you've got a deep, deep team. So I've got them in fifth. I still think the Clippers, like we saw last year, give them an 0-2 deficit and they'll give you a response. They'll be fine. But I think in the regular season, they're going to have to start with a road playoff game. That's kind of where I feel on it. Now, in the four spot, I, I, I could have put three teams here. I really could have. But in the fourth spot, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns, only because the two teams I have in front of them, I should say the three, but two in particular who I thought about putting here, I just think they've improved a little bit more, and I think the Suns may actually take a minute step back. NBA teams that lose in the finals... Unless you're like a super team, have not done great. And this is a very good team. The Suns are very much in the mix to get back there again. And I I am not, I don't subscribe at all to they got lucky because of injuries theory. They're really good. But I think that the teams above them here, you'll see why. First example, I've got Denver in third. With Jamal Murray back, I think the Nuggets will finish higher than the Suns. You see where I'm getting at? Like they've made improvements. They're going to get healthier. The Nuggets are going to be really, really good next year. Really good. And if Jamal Murray's healthy, they will be a top three team in the West. I, I really don't have any hesitation pulling the trigger on that. I've got the Jazz in second. They dominated the regular season a year ago. And they've made minute moves on the roster, I think, that make the team better. Will they make a deep playoff run? I don't think they will. I, I worry about Donovan Mitchell's durability in the playoffs because there's not a, a, not a you know, not a, another star that can pick up the slack on that team in the playoffs. But the, the, the Jazz are really good in the regular season. So I've got them in second. And I think probably a lot of you saw this coming, but with the depth they've added, with the stars they've added, and with health back 
on the yellow and purple side, the gold and purple side of the Staples Center, the Lakers should finish in first. It's pretty clear cut. You add Westbrook, you add Rondo, I mean, the list goes on and on. They added a lot. And they all, they're all they all pretty solid additions. I just worry about continuity and things like that. But with LeBron, they should be able to figure it out. I've got them in first because I, I think even if you got to rest an Anthony Davis or rest a LeBron, it's not like last year's Lakers where they could drop a few games and go on a bad run. There's enough there where they should still win games. So I've got the Lakers in first. I think they'll win 63 games, something like that. And I think they'll top the West. This is the really tricky part. I have to do this every year. I don't do the bracket. I don't, you know, I'm not going to do a bracket based off of what I've picked here because for all I know, I'm wrong because I've been that way at times in the past few years. It is what it is. But I am going to pick a top team from the East and a top team from the West that I think will get to the finals and I will pick my preseason pick to win an NBA championship. I think the team from the East that's going to get there is the Brooklyn Nets. And the reason I'm picking them is because I do think at some point this season, Kyrie Irving is going to be on board. And they're too talented to not get to the finals in this Eastern Conference. They're too talented. They're too good. If they're healthy, they will get there. And I think if they don't, I mean, it's going to be a catastrophe. It really is going to be a catastrophe. And just consider this. If Kevin Durant's foot was behind the line, they would have went to the finals. And they didn't have a healthy James Harden. And they didn't have Kyrie Irving for most of that series. So they're better than the Bucs. I, I, I think if they're healthy, they're better than Milwaukee. But... It's a huge, to be fair, I'll admit it's a huge risk because there's so many factors, but it's so tough to repeat as NBA champions in the NBA these days. It's not easy at all. And I don't think Milwaukee added enough to be that front running team in, in the, to, to make a playoff run. So I've got the Nets. That's my pick. I don't think the Sixers will be able to figure it out, even if Ben Simmons is on board and improves. I think, I think when they're healthy, the Nets are the best team. I think they will get there. In the West, the West is tough to pick. I have three teams that I have in mind. Two of them are in the same damn city. I think the Clippers are definitely a contender. They've proven their mental toughness. So I, I think that it's you have to put them in the conversation 100%. On the other side, the Lakers. I, I think you can't ignore them. They will be in the mix. No question about it. And my third team is the Denver Nuggets. I think you've got to include them in a championship conversation. With Jamal Murray there, they're as good as anybody in the West. Those are the three I think are most likely to get there. But I'm going with the Lakers. I think this is probably LeBron's last really good shot at it. I think it's his last really good chance to become an NBA champion. And I think that they'll figure it out. 
I think Russell Westbrook will have some growing pains early, but I think by the all-star break, they're going to be really tough to stop. And I think they will ride that in the playoffs. And, and honestly, with, with, the, with this Lakers team, with LeBron leading the charge, it's the same thing as the Nets. If they're healthy, they will get there. If they're not, they could go out in the first round like we saw last season. Or, or the second round. They might not even get to a conference finals if they're not healthy. But if they're healthy, they'll get there. And I'm picking the Nets. I didn't think I would say this before I did this. But the more I look into it, I'm picking Brooklyn. I still, I, I don't feel confident at all in the pick, to be honest with you. Honestly, part of me just wants to rip it all up and go with the Nuggets, to be honest with you. Because I, I love Denver. I love what Denver's put together. But I, I just, I, I think stars win out. And I think Kevin Durant and LeBron are still the two best players in the NBA. They've got the best supporting casts around them. And I think KD would just outshine LeBron and win the NBA Finals MVP and give the Nets their first ever championship as a franchise. And as a Knicks fan, it, it pains me to say that. But that's what I've got. I've got Nets over Lakers in my preseason preview. I turn it over to you. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I, it's so, I, I will say this. It feels like every year where COVID's been a factor, it's been harder and harder to pick what's going to happen in the NBA. And that's great, by the way. I love that. Last season, having a Bucks suns finals was a really refreshing change instead of Lakers heat and Warriors calves. You know what I mean? It was a nice change of pace to have a different, fresh, two teams that hadn't been there in decades NBA finals. And to be fair, I'm picking it to go the other way here. To a certain extent, I'm going back to the stars because if they're healthy, I don't think the Nets or the Lakers have an equal except for each other. They are the two best teams on paper. I think that will show as the season goes on. And I'll, I'll end with this. The Nuggets are my dark horse in the West. And in the East, the Knicks are my dark horse. I really think the Knicks could shock a lot of people if it goes their way this season. I really do. They've improved in two huge categories. I'm not saying that I'm not saying those two teams are going to get to the finals, but they could upset the apple cart. I really think they could. And that's where I'll leave it. Let me know what you guys think. Posting at toasting.com. Shock Shock Knicks podcast post in the comments. Hit me up there or on Twitter at SJ7. Let me know your thoughts on where the Knicks will finish, who will finish at the top of the East and the West, and who you think is your preseason pick to win the NBA championship. Guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Shock Shock Knicks podcast. Thank you guys as always for listening. Potentially some big news next week involving the show and... We're going to be talking about Knicks regular season basketball next week. I can't wait for it. Until then, have a great week, and I will see you guys next time on the Shock Shock Knicks podcast on the Posting and Toasting.
Podcast Network.